the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. Good to be with you, as always. A lot to talk to you about. But I begin with the unique. It's a good word for Ami Horowitz. He is unique in the best sense, by the way. Video journalist. He has a new video. And it is about BLM. I watched the entire thing last night, so I am up to speed. Ami, I got a question. How did you get to meet heads of BLM? Okay, so I will tell you, I'm comfortable telling you this. They were not, they did not think they were meeting with a guy named Ami Horowitz. Okay, I hear you, but it's it's still effective. Anyway, I understand you don't want to give your modus operandi away. Uh, I found it uh, remarkable that they opened up to you. And as it's, you know, it's, it's not remar- I got to be honest. It's not remarkable because they they want to to spew this vitriol and radicalism, and they're shitting. Like the woman I the, one of the founders of BLM, who I interviewed, she was interviewed by all the major mainstream media outlets. They're just never asked the question. They're willing to say it if you just ask them the right questions, but nobody has. That's the difference. All right, so give an example of a question you ask that mainstream media do not ask. For example, uh, are, are, is the free market system writ large racist? Are you opposed to the free market system? Because the media will have you believe that uh, BLM is not a Marx organization. It's fact-check false, they will tell you. But when you ask them, are you Marxist or against the free market, their answers are always yes. One of the founders said, straight up, we are trained as Marxists. Um, so that's what's just one of many, many, many examples of questions that I asked that the mainstream media won't ask. Or for, I mean, another shot. Yeah, give one, some examples because that's what people want to know. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, important to note, there, there, it's one thing when you or I tell people what BLM is about, and then people then look at it and say, oh, you're just, it's just hyperbole. Oh, they're not, all, they're not for destru- you know, just, just destroying all the systems. But it's much more powerful when they say it themselves to us, which is what I did in this video. The video is not me telling you about them. It's them telling us about them. Um, but at the end of the day, they want to destroy and take down all of the systems. Right? So when you ask them, and I did, do you believe in abolishing the prison system, the judicial system, the legal infrastructure, their answers are yes, yes, and yes. Because in their view, everything is racist. Everything is part of the white supremacist superstructure. And therefore, we have to tear down, not, not change, not reform, not agitate. We have to tear it all down. And I, I, when I ask them, is there a single system that you can think of that isn't replete with white supremacy. She thoughtfully thought about it for a few seconds on camera, and she goes, no, I can't think of anything, anything at all. Mm-hmm. 
You pointed out how much money they have been given. You want to repeat that for my listeners? So we don't have an accurate number. Um, but I'll tell you one number, which will be eye-popping, for a very small period of time. Um, between the, the last half of 2020, just the last half of 2020, The Economist said, which, by the way, is not in any way a right-wing magazine. In fact, it's left of center. They said it was over $10 billion, with a B, Dennis, with a B. Now, they will tell you, well, we've only raised... Uh, a few million dollars. It's an absolute bald-faced lie. They have one. They have one uh, 501c3, which which they have to they have to uh, disclose their money, and it's transparent. And they don't funnel most of the money through that. The money's funneled through other sources. But we don't have a very good handle at all on where this money is and where it's going. I'll tell you for sure where it's not going, because. Uh, chapters, so the way BLM, and by the way, uh, one of the great lies, of the many great lies about Black Lives Matter, about the whitewashing of Black Lives Matter, is that there is no structure to Black Lives Matter, right? It's just a bunch of people, it's all grassroots, it's nonsense. They have senior leadership, they have chapters which report to senior leadership, right? And I interviewed one of the heads of the main chapters and also part of the senior leadership. And the, 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 many of the chapters have revolted saying, we're not seeing a dime of this money. You're raising billions, and we're getting nothing. So the, the, it's a great question of where that money is. I mean, some in, look, it's an entirely new documentary uh, beyond the, the, um, the resources that I have for it. But it's a story for somebody. I mean, 60 Minutes would be a great place to do it, but you're never going to see that story out there. It, it, is, uh, it is hard to hide billions of dollars. I mean, if... How do we know a billion or more has been given? Again, this, the, the Economist is the, is the source for, for, for that. Right, and, and they note that overwhelmingly it's coming from corporations. Correct, yeah, of course. Uh, well, there's a lot, of, a lot of, uh, of individuals who've donated tremendous amounts of money. Uh, but yeah, one of the most fascinating parts of, of this Black Lives Matter story is how corporations have supported and, in fact, partnered with Black Lives Matter. But, but Dennis, Black Lives Matter exists to eliminate them. That's their goal, right? They want to destroy the free market system. Yet these people, you know, it's so funny. Uh, Marx was so right when he said um, about giving capitalists the rope to hang themselves. Yeah, it was actually really Lenin, was- but it doesn't matter. You're, the point is... Yeah, it was you know what? Actually, now that you remind me, you've actually made that point before that it's been misattributed to Marx. You've said that on the air before. But yes, um, and he is completely and totally right. And this is the perfect example. You've made the point over and over again, and I don't know why people aren't listening. Corporations are not conservative. They're just not. And uh, this is an example of how they are willing to do whatever it takes to make sure. And the reason why, by the way, Yes, a lot of these CEOs are left of center. Some are even leftists, certainly the tech industry. But the reason why they cater to the left more than the right is because the left have always been supporters of blackmail. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Yep. They've always been supporters of blackmail and of boycott. And and the right has them. And by the way, I've I've also agreed that we shouldn't be using... um, She's using boycott as a tool, although now I've begun to change my mind. Because I see how effective it is. When Black Lives Matter 
walks to the CEO of a corporation, whether it be Nike or Levi's or whoever or Coca-Cola, and they say, look, you better toe this line. Uh, they do. And this is an example of it's how... It's protection money. Oh, it's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Well, they, they don't fear the right. No corporation fears the right. In this country, as I've said often, there's much more fear of left than fear of God, let alone fear of right. So the, the, that the transfer of, of that of billions of dollars to BLM, I really do wonder, not because of even moral reasons, though, because it's an immoral organization to begin with, but I wonder out of curiosity where that money went. I mean, we know that one of them, right, bought a few houses. Yeah. But, but yes. you know, there there's just X number of houses you could buy with billions of dollars. I, I just don't know where it has gone. Well, and, and that's the problem. We, we just don't know. Now, would I assume that a lot of it went to line their pockets? Yes. Sitting in some account somewhere that we can't find? Yes. I do. I, I, I would bet money on that, uh, pun intended. But we don't, but we don't know what other nefarious... Uh, look, I will tell you this. That when I, when I went to the riots and I went to, I probably went to 15, 15 to 20 actual riots and, and probably 25, 30 protests over the course of the year while I embedded with Black Lives Matter. And these things cost money, a lot of money. Because when I, when I, when you go to, it, again, you are talking about busloads of people who are being brought in to these areas of conflict. They have, uh, pre-made weapons that they're handing out to people. Of course, signs, you know, tons and tons of signs. These things, this organization costs money. So I have no doubt that a lot of that money went into uh, uh, pushing, creating, and supporting the riots all around the country. Do you have any uh, reason to believe that there is any contact between BLM and Antifa? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, every single Black Lives Matter riot, every single one of them had major Antifa, major Antifa, um, uh, uh, people who were, who were, who were there at the protest. Oh, that's and, very interesting. Hold on with that. All right. You can see this at DennisPrager.com, the documentary, the interviews with BLM leaders by Ami Horowitz up at DennisPrager.com. We continue. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Speaking to Ami Horowitz, who has a, a new video out. He puts them out regularly. They're all terrific. He's a very gutsy guy. His wife would think he's more than gutsy. He borders on the 
Mm. What would your wife say? You bored her on the what? Insane. Okay. That work that work comes up in my household more than once. I understand. And the latest is Inside Black Lives Matter, a BLM expose. I asked you at the at the end of the last segment about ties between Antifa and BLM. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, basically every, not basically, uh, literally every riot that I went to had a massive Antifa presence. Uh, they were, I would say that um, of the people who were engaged in the rioting or in support of the rioting, uh, it seemed to be uh, about 50% of them were Antifa-related. Um, now, of course, they don't broadcast themselves as Antifa, but they wear the uniform. And you can also tell because they're hyper-aggression. Um, the, the, I mean, it's obvious that, that it's dangerous to be in, a situ- in these situations for me to cover these things. But, um, you, you know, d- while I was there, uh, I was attacked by them. Um, the, the only good thing about wearing a mask was that it does obscure your face a little bit. But somebody even recognized me while wearing a mask. And, and in Portland, I was attacked with people throwing shards of glass at me. When I was in... Um, in uh, Minneapolis during the riots there, uh, there was a, a gentleman, a, an older man, and this is actually, we caught this on video, and it's, in, it's obviously in, in, in the short dock, but I, a man was outside his home trying to protect his home from the, the arson that was happening and looting all around in his neighborhood. And uh, two young thugs attacked him with stones and a, and a, and a stick, and uh, I, I had, you know, I, I, the, the adrenaline kind of kicked in. I had to run and grab these guys and pull them off this guy because there's no doubt that we would have witnessed and filmed a murder uh, if we didn't intervene. I mean, the, the 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 darkness of what was happening, Dennis, there is nothing more traumatic than witnessing great American cities on fire. I mean, it, it is trauma that will sit with me for the rest of my life. And Black Lives Matter and Antifa and, and the supporting role uh were, in fact, the people who were uh, creating, pushing, and sponsoring these riots. There's a headline today in Daily Wire, Black Lives Matter faces massive backlash over deplorable, insane statement on Cuba. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with the statement on Cuba. Black Lives Matter, which was founded by Marxists, exactly what you have noted and is in your documentary, responded to the crisis in Cuba by blaming the United States for the suffering that the Cuban people have endured at the hands of the island's communist dictatorship. That statement comes after pro-democracy demonstrators waved American flags and protested for freedom. Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo, the, the group claimed. So. Oh, that's precious. That is precious. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. So it's interesting. Black Lives Matter, the, the people in, behind the organization are very smart. The organization has now begun to pivot and morph. So Black Lives Matter as an organization has, in fact, uh, begun to wane in its popularity, thankfully. But what they've done is, is, is interesting and insidious. So they've moved into the political sphere. So now you see the banner of Black Lives Matter being picked up by the politicians. In some cases, they actually have Black Lives Matter members who are now members of Congress, but certainly within the squad and the leftist part of Black Lives Matter, they have picked up their mantle. 
uh, and have given them the voice of the organization. They have also moved through critical race theory into our schools and our military. Critical race theory would not have happened or come up if it wasn't for Black Lives Matter. If BLM didn't exist in 2020, we would not be discussing CRT. CRT, the progenitor of modern CRT today came from the Black Lives Matter movement. So they had very interestingly morphed from a kind of organization like in 2020, which was actually able to take action into, in my view, far more insidious, far more far-reaching ways of getting involved in our lives, because they do, in fact, see that their popularity has been waning. So they, they, they did make that interesting transition. Do you foresee a return to having BLM on the pitcher's mound at a Major League Baseball game? Um, the answer is yes, because all we need to do, remember, let, let's, let's remember what Black Lives Matter was, is based upon. It's based upon a blood libel, right? The blood libel that police officers are killing black, unarmed black men across the country, which is, and you've noted before, and I've said before, it is, is simply an untruth, right? In, in, in 2020, there were, uh, a little more than a dozen, uh, unarmed black people who were killed by police. And uh, if you look into each one of those, and I have, the vast majority of those 14 or 16, depending on your count, uh, were examples of either a horrific mistake or the person who was at the, that time un- technically unarmed was trying to either grab the weapon of the police officer or trying to hurt the police officer, just like Michael Brown is a perfect example of that. So um, while I, w- I don't see it happening right now, all you need is one other uh, killing uh, to spark another BLM movement, and I think all of these sheep uh, in, in sports will move right back into Black Lives Matter, even though uh, the popularity has, has in fact went. On a personal note, I, I don't know, are you a sports fan generally? Massive. Good. Massive. That's perfect, and the question is apt. Has the uh, sheep-like cowardice of major league sports affected your interest in sports uh in in sports in general but even more it has affected uh my love of certain teams and uh, a great example is it's very hard for me to root for the lakers my lakers by the way uh, at an, at we've another point not worthy of the air right now i have a bone to pick about your your theories on sports and whether or not uh, when you move cities you change sports teams it's absolutely insane Oh, that is awesome. Just for that, I'm keeping you on. That was very insidious of you to make that point when I was about to say goodbye. Ami Horowitz's video is up at DennisPrager.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee. NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. 
That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. All right, so a final question, and it's a serious one. I won't, I won't deal with the, or the what team you root for. We'll do that another time. It is an interesting question. Do you root for the team you grew up with or the team of the city you moved to? And uh, it's one of the most urgent matters in, in life. Nevertheless, we return to Earth, and the question, and it's a very serious one, given your love of sports, how has their cowardice and anti-American positions and pro-hate group, the hate group, BLM, affected your passions with regard to your teams? Uh, it, look, it's, it's tempered it quite a bit, um, and it's made it difficult for me to watch, particularly basketball, right? Um, baseball less so, although they've all, they've all been cowards. Um, but basketball in particular, because not only has the league uh, been outspoken, but the players have as well. So LeBron James is, the, um, is one of the, the best players for the L.A. Lakers, which is my team. And this man is anti-Semitic. Uh, he has pushed uh, incorrect... Um, uh, in- incorrect uh, racial incidents uh, and trying to make them something they're not. Uh, he's been very difficult for me to follow, and he's one of the main players on my team. It's been di- very. It's been. I, I know people laugh at it, but it's been very difficult. You know, it's a. It's a large oh, I don't laugh at all. I, 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 exactly right. The, the left's ability to ruin everything obviously is extended now to sports, and I, I. I don't have the same passion. I, I'm a big hockey fan, but hockey has been the least affected. So uh, I feel for you. I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a silly uh, thing. It's like losing a pet. You, know, it, 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 you can go on in life, obviously, but it's, a, it's painful. To be unable to continue to root for a team that you've rooted for your whole life, this is a loss. Uh, I, I do. I'm not joking, I, and you know when I joke. I feel for you and and many others. Do you know, and I can't get an answer from anybody on this, so maybe it's not knowable, but has the NBA been affected? Yeah, the the ratings for all the sports have been down, which you wouldn't think so because when we came out of the pandemic, we we were sports on pause for months on end. There was a massive, massive uh, uh, wellspring of people wanting to engage and watch sports again after not having it for so long. Yet when it came back, and they, they came back so woke, the ratings were down significantly, uh, uh, even across the NFL, which is the most popular sport in America. Um, so, yeah, no, it has very much affected their ratings, but it did not change their behavior, which is so interesting. Now, again, now in, in these last few months, um, they've pulled back on their wokeness because it's just no longer in the public eye, not because they changed their position. Um, so it has rebounded a bit. Uh, well, Major but, League yeah. Baseball moving the All-Star game from Atlanta, where there is now a suit by, uh, what is the name of our terrific group? Job, creator. Job Creators Network is suing them for $100 million because... They had no right to take the game away and deprive so many people in Georgia of a living. But, uh, you know, so I, I wondered, did, did Coors Field fill up? Like, do people not give a hoot about what MLB did? 
Yeah, not sure. Although I'll say one of the more actually interesting talking about sports and BLM. One of the most interesting moments in this doc in, in this little documentary I made, and I and I by the way I rarely uh, when I come on the show tell people got to watch this video, got to watch it. But this is a video you, you, you got to see it to believe it. I mean, you really have to watch it to believe it. Inside um, Black Lives Matter, a, a BLM I mean, expose. It is up at DennisPrager.com. Go ahead. But one of the more interesting moments um, was when I I said to her she was talking about how. Um, uh, the free market uh, 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 basically is, is creating a slave culture. And she used the word slave culture. That it's, it's unpaid wages, she kept saying. This is pushing unpaid wages. And I said, well, well no, wait a second. Now, remember, I, I, can't, I can't push back on her in the moment because she thinks I'm somebody else. But I did say, no, well, hold on a second. There's one area where black people get paid more than white people, which is Right, sports, you mentioned right? that, yes. And she looked at me, she smiled, and said, there's a book that everybody should, should read. It was called The $40 Million Slave. Yes. I sat there like I had entered the Twilight Zone. $40 million a year slaves. Yes. I, I, yes. Am, I am prepared. I am prepared personally to enter such slavery. <laughs> Where do I sign up? That's today? right. Where anyway, Ami, you did more great work. Just thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, Colin, I'm very curious how those of you who love sports have dealt with the anti-American, America-hating nature of the cowards who run baseball, football, and basketball. 1-8 Prager 776. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. One of my passions is to see Larry Elder prevail. And we have a link to Helping Larry Elder, who is my colleague and friend for many, many, many years, uh, run against uh, Gavin Newsom, or at least if Gavin Newsom is removed, and him he run or run against him, should he not be removed. In any event, he is running for governor of California, and he needs your help. So there's a piece in the L.A. Times of an opinion hit piece on Larry Elder, when I tell you that every leftist lies, otherwise they wouldn't be a leftist. Liberals tell the truth and lie. Conservatives tell the truth and lie. But every leftist lies. I know of no exception. There might be. But I don't know. You cannot believe in truth and be a leftist. That has been true from Lenin to the Los Angeles Times. So here's an example. Okay, I, Unlike them, I give specifics. So here. Here's a hit piece on Larry Elder. The entire hit piece is filled with accusations, none of which are supported by facts. For example, in a piece by Jean Guerrero, she's more than welcome to come on this program at any time. She apparently writes an opinion column, hit pieces for the Los Angeles Times. He has repeatedly, this is Larry Elder, twisted crime statistics to portray black people as more violent than whites a theme for white supremacists. So Larry Elder, who is black, provides a theme for white supremacists. So note, she does not ask the question, is it true? Is it true is not a left-wing question. I know this sounds like just, you know, some sort of partisan attack. I'm either lying to you or I'm telling you the truth. Is that clear? I can't be more forward. You shouldn't listen to me if what I'm saying is not true. 
that this is what the left does routinely. They lie because they don't ask, is it true? Here's a perfect example in today's lying Los Angeles Times. Larry Elder repeatedly twisted crime statistics to portray black people as more violent than whites. So is it twisted or is it true? Correct. There is no alternative. Either Larry Elder twists statistics and lies about blacks' violence, or I am lying to you about Larry Elder twisting the truth. Correct? Either she, Jean Guerrero of the LA Times, is lying, or Larry Elder is lying. That's it. So, you can click on the word twist. It's underlined. You click on it. And you get Larry Elder statistics. You get no argument that he twisted them. You are a liar if you deny that proportionately blacks are more likely to engage in violent crime than whites. You are a liar, which means you qualify to be on the left. That's it. It has nothing to do with white supremacy. Nothing. It has a zero, zero. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just a fact. Facts are facts. Do with it what you want. There is a crime problem in black life. Whom do you help by lying about it? Whom do you help? Do you help blacks? who are overwhelmingly the victims of black crime? Whom do you help? The left doesn't give a damn about blacks. They don't give a damn about Jews. They don't give a damn about Hispanics. They don't give a damn about Asian Americans. They give a damn about power. That's all the left wants is power. What do we we have already this year? What is it, a million illegal uh, immigrants have come in? How many have come in? What what was the, the, the report last night on Fox, on Tucker Carlson? Is an incredible number, and then they and then now they send them into uh, largely Republican states or purple states, not to vote. They can't vote, but to raise the number of uh, people in, in the census so that they get more people in Congress from Democratic states. The left will ruin the United States. It is ruining the United States for its power. It's a sick, sick movement. There is no movement of self-hatred and loathing like leftists in the United States. There's a close, there's close, left in Canada, left in Australia, left in New Zealand. The left in the English-speaking countries is particularly despicable. Anyway, they lied about Larry Elder. Larry Elder didn't lie about statistics on black crime. The whole thing's a lie. President Obama lied about Ferguson. Giving Ferguson as an example of of police racist brutality. His own Justice Department cleared the officer involved. Michael Brown wasn't killed because he was black. Michael Brown and Ferguson, he was killed because he was trying to kill an officer. Oh, we have a, how ironic, I forgot. We have a video at PragerU by Larry Elder on Ferguson. Watch that, folks. There's more truth at PragerU in a week than in the LA Times in 10 years. The LA Times is another lying newspaper. And they don't care because they never ask, is it true? They ask, is it an effective weapon 
against conservatives. Is it true is not a left-wing question. It's a liberal question. It's a conservative question. He twisted statistics, but she gives zero evidence. They never do. They never do. Oh, and then it cracks me up. They just quote each other. She quotes the uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, who characterized, let's see, uh, characterized David Horowitz as an anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant extremist. Citing the Southern Poverty Law Center is somewhat like citing the Ku Klux Klan uh, about, uh, about blacks. Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. We have a video on them. BLM is a hate group, and Antifa is the closest we have to Hitler Youth in American history, or since World War II. Yep, a lot more truth on this program than in any day's L.A. Times. I wish it weren't true. It's true. 1-8-Prager-776, The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I'm going to tell you an interesting little anecdote. A columnist of the L.A. Times called me to interview me about Larry Elder running. And I would say we were on for about 20 minutes. And so his piece is up today. The only mention of me is fellow conservative talk show host Dennis Prager called and asked him, that is Larry Elder, to run. That, that is it. That's fine. I don't have any issue with it. None, none whatsoever. Uh, my desire to be cited in the L.A. Times is approximately your desire uh, to uh, collect bees while wearing a swimsuit. So the interesting thing is that we had this extensive interview and not a word in his column and I'll tell you why I know how to talk to leftist reporters I can do it in my sleep what you do is you give them not one line that they could wrench out of context to portray you negatively you give them line after line that is so effective that they can't quote you without being self-damning. I'm good at it. So there was nothing they could quote me on. When the New York Times wrote a piece on me, one of its pieces, it, did, it, it, it lied about me. It said, Prager suggested, about something way in the past, not important to point out what it is, without quote marks and without the word said. So, for example, I said to him, that leftists fear debating conservatives and that I would pay thousands and thousands of dollars. I would raise it for any of these guys to debate Larry Elder, for example, Ibram X. Kendi, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Not a word about that in the, in the column in the LA Times today. I would get $10,000 for a charity if uh, Tom Friedman of the New York Times debated me. He would never debate me. I have more name recognition than Tom Friedman. It's not even even close. But he wouldn't. 
They're afraid to debate conservatives because everything they say is rooted in irrationality and lies. And ours isn't. And I wasn't quoted once.